and welcome to Writing the Coast. I'm your host, Megan Cole, and Writing the Coast is the official podcast of the BC and Yukon Book Prizes. On Writing the Coast, you'll hear conversations with the winners and finalists of the annual BC and Yukon Book Prizes, as well as interviews with book lovers from across the province and territory. My guest for this episode is Jesse Finkelstein. Jesse is the co-founder and co-chief executive officer of Page Two Books. Page Two published Nemwewood, We Are All One, A Path to Reconciliation by Chief Robert Joseph, which won the 2023 Bill Duthie Booksellers Choice Award. On this episode, Jesse talks about how she became involved in the BC publishing community, how Page Two sets themselves apart from other publishers, and what excites her about the future of publishing. Here's my conversation with Jesse Finkelstein. The first question, and you know, possibly the most challenging, is who are you? My name is Jesse Finkelstein. I'm co-CEO and co-founder of Page Two Books. Awesome. And we'll talk more about Page Two as we get into things, but I wanted to hear a little bit about you and your history with books. Have you always been a book person? And how did your love of books start? I've always been a book person, a voracious reader, and someone who really loves language. I grew up in Montreal, and I grew up speaking French and English, both. Um, And I loved learning about how language affects everything, your point of view, your culture, the way you see the world. And I was especially interested in how that is reflected through book in each language and, uh, and, and in each culture. So that is really, I think, what gave rise to my love of books and my interest in them. Do you still read in both languages? Much less so. Um, I primarily read in English, and uh, but I love to tune in to what's happening in the literary landscape in my home province, in Quebec, and in French Canada, um, as well in, as in other languages around the world that interest me. I did work as a foreign rights director for many years um, earlier in my career, so I had the opportunity to oversee our translation rights program, for example, to attend the Frankfurt Book Fair, the London Book Fair, and to, to um, license are the publisher's content and and the author's content in other languages around the world and in other formats. And that's something I'm really happy that we still do at page two through an association with an agency called Transatlantic. We're able to sell, um, to license the right in other languages to our author's work through that program. So that is a passion of mine from way back and also something that I think is totally integral to any robust publishers offering. Yeah. I I was talking to a group of, I'm teaching a writing class right now, and I was talking to them about books and translation and how, how it seems like books and translation are so much more accessible now and maybe more talked about now. Like we're seeing books um, not just translated from like French to English, but also like, you know, Cree to English or other like uh, indigenous languages to English, which I think is so exciting too. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love it. And I love when um, you, you see opportunities within books 
to include multiple languages as well. It, that can be beautifully, I've, I've worked on projects at page two and elsewhere that where that's beautifully rendered um, within the same, uh, with you know, within the same volume. Yeah. So you talked a little bit about having a background with foreign rights. Uh, how did you get into the publishing world? Well, I learned when I, I was I was doing my undergrad in um, English literature at McGill, and I learned about the Master of Publishing program at Simon Fraser University, which is what took me to BC in the first place. This is um, oh, 23 years ago. Um, and so I, I decided to apply to the program, but in order to get into the program, which even at that time was very rigorous in terms of their requirements, I knew that I had to work in publishing in a, in sort of a practical hands-on way before doing my master's degree there. So I did apply to the program, but I took a year off, um, in terms of my education to go and work at a few different publishing related organizations. So I worked at a beautiful publisher called Vehicle Press in Montreal, which is still operational 40 plus years after its founding, which is amazing. And um and I so I, I and I worked at the Montreal Review of Books as well, uh book related um, book reviews and, and book related publication. And I all with the goal of coming to BC and doing the Master of Publishing program, which was uh, utterly and, and still is, to my knowledge, utterly unique in its field. So that's what took me to British Columbia. I did uh, as part of that program. I did an internship at Raincoast Books, and at the time, um, it, it was uh, the Harry Potter series. Uh, which Raincoast had acquired uh, the publishing rights for was in full swing. And it was uh, sort of just a, a really interesting time to be parachuted into that company. So that's kind of what, what took me in in the first place and why I decided to stay on at Raincoast when I was offered a job opportunity. And then why I'm still in British Columbia about 23 years later, uh, because it, it was such, such an interesting chance to work at that company. I also loved the people. I, I was there for eight years and they gave me the opportunity to grow as a publishing professional. So that's where I first started doing rights and contracts. They ultimately promoted me to associate publisher. That was my last role there and really supported me and in, in the growth of my career. And uh, that's why now at page two, the company that uh, that I co-own and co-run, uh, we reached out to Raincoast when we were looking for the best possible distributor within Canada. So I'm really happy that I'm still in touch with that amazing company. Yeah. It's funny you mention um, the Harry Potter and Raincoast because that's, that's come up a few times on the podcast now, how, yeah. uh, how unique that experience was for Raincoast and how many people that worked there and through that time what a like an interesting learning experience it was to to work with Raincoast in that time it was I mean it, it was totally unique in publishing right <laughs> it was extraordinary and something that hasn't quite happened in that way before and and I haven't seen it happen quite in that way since so I'm really, really grateful that I had the chance to witness it up close. Yeah, for sure. 
So now we're going to get into a little bit about page two. So can you talk about page two and how things started and also what makes you different as a publisher? Mm-hmm. Well, so after I worked at Raincoast, I got a job at Douglas and McIntyre, um, which at the time was Canada's largest independent publisher. And I had the opportunity to engage in uh, not only foreign rights, but I did digital rights at the time when uh, ebooks were first kind of catapulted onto the scene in a significant way. I helped to build one of the first ebook apps that um, was built in, in association with David Suzuki, uh, who is published by Greystone Books as well. That was under the, the DNM uh, broader imprint. And um, crucially, I met my current uh, co-founder, co-CEO and business partner, Trina White at DNM. She and I worked together there for a couple of years and loved working together. So when it came time to start thinking about what we want, you know, what we might want to do next, um, the two of us were really keen to build something together. I think, first of all, it wasn't just that we liked and admired and respected each other. There was a certain approach to partnership that the two of us felt from the very beginning. And so the idea of building a publishing company is it's just completely intertwined with the idea of partnering with someone to do it from the very beginning. And I, I know that Trina feels the same way. And I think it was in that spirit of partnership, everything else that we do emerges from that. It, 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 that is, it inspired our approach to how we partner with our authors. It inspires the way we partner with our team and that the level of collaboration that we have on our team, how we work with each other, how we care for one another. And I think it really infuses everything else. Um, so that's at the heart of page two. And and it's something that does make us unique as well. Now, when people come to us, they're often coming to us saying, oh, I'm really interested in working with you guys because I know you're a hybrid publisher. And therefore, you know, that that's the kind of model that works for me. That's what I'm seeking out. But this 10 years into our business, when hybrid publishing is a, quite a well-recognized thing within the industry, being, you know, somewhere sitting, anything that's not so-called traditional publishing, which is where I spent most of my career before page two, and true self-publishing, where you're doing it all yourself as the author. So hybrid being somewhere in between. Uh, So now people use that term as if it's always existed. But when we launched page two, that term was quite nascent and it wasn't, you know, people didn't know it, it wasn't common. We didn't set out to create a hybrid publisher. Trina and I just put our heads together and thought, we actually drafted a business plan. So we identified who is the kind of author we want to work with, what are their needs, and how can we best serve their needs. And then everything else was modeled around that. So for example, we decided that the kind of author we want to work with, in a nutshell, is someone who is really changing the conversation within their field. So we're very neutral about what that field is. Um, provided, of course, that it's something that feels uh, that it's making a progressive, meaningful, you know, contribution to the world. And, and, and yet, it's about that mindset. It's about the author who wants to, um, through their work in books, 
do what's consistent with their work in other areas of their life, whether they are speakers, whether they're doing training, courses, consulting, whether they're global leaders um, in their fields, running organizations. We wanted to help them create books that would, they're all changing the conversation in their fields. We wanted to help them create books that would do exactly that. And in order to do it in a way that we felt would be the most consistent for the author, the most aligned with the rest of their work, we decided that we would, we would take the licensing model out of the equation. That's really what defines, for me, traditional publishing. It's traditionally a licensing model in which the author will um, license their rights to the publisher. The publisher funds the project, pays the author a royalty, sometimes in advance. And then the publisher is really in charge, effectively, by virtue of that license. So the publisher will make all, most or all of the strategic decisions around the project when it's published, when it's released, how it's priced, what's the format, what it, you know, et cetera, et cetera, everything. Sometimes when, when there's a lot of alignment between the author's world, their needs and goals and the publishers, that can work really well. When those things are not totally aligned, it can create a lot of friction. And we thought, well, if we take the license out of the equation, what are we, what, what, what results? And we decided we would set up a service model that allows us to basically build a strategic vision and a plan for publishing the book in a way that we would make transparent to the author. The author, if it's aligned with what they want to do, then we will, we will basically run that project on behalf of the author, working with them in partnership. And the author is the one who invests in us to produce the work in a service model and then the author is the one who retains the earnings on the project. So financially, the model is quite different. It's, it's kind of flipped. Um, and then from like structurally, it sets up a really different structure for a working relationship. When we are looking at not only how can we make this book a success in the publishing landscape, in the retail market, or wherever else the book is being sold, and how can we make it a success in the author's own ecosystem? And so when so we it's our responsibility to make sure that those things are aligned and that we are doing all of this in a way that is totally aligned with the author's own mission, vision, values, and goals. And that's quite different than um, how you know the, the type of conversation we would have working at other publishers we worked at. Yeah. I wondered if you could maybe talk about a couple books that have appeared on our shortlist. Um, you know, like one in particular would be like uh, 21 Myths About the Indian Act, which, I mean, I think it's still on the bestseller list, isn't it? That book mm-hmm. has done tremendously well. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I didn't realize that they were father and son. But of course, this mm-hmm. year, Chief Robert Joseph won the Bill Duthie for Namwema. Namwayut? Am I saying that right? Namwayut. Namwayut. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like those books are so unique and special in terms of the audiences they're reaching um, right now. And and what it was, what's it been like for you to be part of those projects? It's been honestly the the 
absolute honor of a, a lifetime. I when when people ask me for examples of the kinds of page two authors we feel so fortunate to to work with and support. Um, Chief Robert Joseph and Bob Joseph come to mind instantly. We talk about them all the time. And you can see immediately how those two individuals um, are exactly, you know, the, that definition of a page two author, people who are changing the conversation. Uh, they they have been doing that in their work for forever, you know, and, and so for us to to honor them um, and the and their their own thought leadership and their own um, the the you know the amazing work that they do in the world by helping them create the best possible book is uh, it, it's really the, the the honor and privilege of a lifetime. So I think if you if you think of each of them in their own very different ways, um, you know Bob Joseph is someone who. So he runs a, an organization called Indigenous Corporate Training. And for, for many years, Bob Joseph has been bridge building. He helps to build bridges and helps other people build bridges through education and training and instruction on how Indigenous uh, communities, businesses, individuals, and non-Indigenous businesses, communities, and individuals can work together more effectively. That's what he did for many years. And... There are many different ways to render that kind of work in books. We've now had the good fortune of working on several books with Bob Joseph and um, and yet 21 Things You May Not Know About the Indian Act emerged out of a blog post that Bob wrote that he saw, and this is very typical of a page two author, There, you know, he's not only a big ideas person, but he's data-driven. He has a high degree of market intelligence. He knows what people are responding to. And he said, this, there's a groundswell of interest in this post and this topic that I've been writing about. It's just off the charts. You know, can, can we make a book about this? So uh, we take credit I, for, for supporting Bob to the best, you know, to the highest level of service and, and ability that we could. But I give him and we give him complete credit on knowing what what people were were responding to and what kind of you know just sharing his thought leadership in that way um chief robert joseph i would use this as an example of someone who appreciates in the in the deepest way uh, so so chief joseph for any of your listeners who don't know is one of the world's foremost leaders on the topic of reconciliation head of reconciliation canada someone who has um, for many, many years tirelessly worked as an advocate for and a thought leader in this area. And he knows through storytelling um, how important it is to tell the story of reconciliation through the story of individuals. The, the, the you know, subtitle of the book, We Are All One, and why this is, this is what, um, the, the at essence what that means and how re reconciliation comes down to every single one of us as individual people acting in put, putting this intention into action and so chief joseph knew that in order to really express this uh these principles it was important to share and tell his own story in this in this beautiful memoir 
So you can see, I think, as well, how Chief Joseph is someone who, in, in so many meaningful ways, changes the conversation. And both of these gentlemen change the, the just the very air in the room when you when you are in their presence. Um, they they just make you think about the world differently, and they make you feel uh, empowered to do good things. And we hope that the books make their readers feel the same way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I had the pleasure of interviewing um, Bob a few years ago now, and then mm-hmm. did an event with Chief Joseph at uh, Bullens and both are just mm. such a pleasure to spend virtual and real time with. Agreed. Yeah. So as I mentioned, uh, Chief Joseph's book won the Bill Duthie this year. And of course, you are I, the way that prize works is we recognize both the author and the publisher in the Bill Duthie. Um, what's it like to be recognized for a BC and Yukon book prize? It, oh, it, it just it means the world. I mean, BC, as I mentioned earlier, is my adoptive home, my chosen home um, for over a couple decades now. And it was it was really another world for me coming here from Quebec. I know it's within the same country, but um, anyone who has spent time in both provinces knows how different it can be. So it meant so much to me to learn about the publishing community here and to have had the opportunity to get to know many, many people um, in this province who authors, publishers, um, people who work in adjacent areas um, like the Vancouver Writers Festival, for example, um, the BC Book Prizes itself. Um, incidentally, my my husband worked ages and ages ago when we first came to, to BC and I started working at Raincoast. He worked for a company that helped to um, like event an event planning company that helps. So I went. I would go to the BC Book Prizes as a young publishing professional, but also um, we would go together where he was there as an event planner. And so the prizes themselves, the awards, and what they mean to this industry is something that I really cherish. It's, it's very meaningful. So for us growing up in the industry in that way, um, it it just uh, it it represents in many ways, the heart of the British Columbia industry. It, it's it's a way of recognizing the authors and publishers who have made a commitment to telling um, BC Indigenous stories, BC-oriented stories that reflect the, the history, the culture, the diversity of the province. So to, for, for our book to be recognized and honored in that way, and particularly to be honored through the Bill Duffy's Booksellers Prize is um, is very significant. That is a whole community that reflects the efforts of the whole community, particularly the booksellers who in BC are, um, you know, so many amazing independents who, despite all of the notorious challenges of the book retail landscape uh, everywhere, but certainly in this province. Are are honoring the books through their interest and engagement, and that really means the world. Yeah, as we were kind of talking about before we officially started the podcast, uh, our interview is that um, we're in an interesting 
place, I think, in book publishing right now where we have hybrid publishing, we have such a robust uh, independent publishing world, we have self-publishing books becoming more and more recognized. Uh, when you look at the future of book publishing, what are you most excited about? I've always been excited about opportunities for authors and creators to have a great deal of agency in their process. Um, we spoke about the Master of Publishing program at Simon Fraser University that took me to BC. Uh, as part of that program, I wrote my master's thesis on the author-publisher contract with, um, from the perspective really of the author, of what is it that, that helps to set the author up for success in their publishing agreement. I, like what is the blueprint for that agreement and what does it mean for, for how they how they get their books into the world. And I think the more agency an author can have in their own process, uh, the more insight, the more they're able to join the publisher strategically and helping to develop the best possible book. I think, again, and, and I'll be specific to the categories, we work in, in nonfiction. So if you're talking about fiction, poetry, other genres and categories. I, I'm not speaking to those directly right now um, it, as I answer this question. There, there are very specific mandates and needs for each category. And so speaking to, for the nonfiction, for authors, as I described earlier, who are publishing their books as one part of a broader ecosystem of work and thought leadership, I feel that to have a high degree of agency in and ownership of that process is really critical. And that I feel very excited by that. And I think um, that's also, that also lends itself to what I hope feels like a very empowered experience for authors of, of all backgrounds, but, but crucially authors who come from backgrounds that were have been traditionally uh, underrepresented or suppressed, where they're able to ultimately have a control over and um, a, you know a, a, a great degree of insight into um, ownership of not only the process but also their own output, the intellectual property that results and their book that results. So I've felt excited about that since the beginning of page two. But as I see um, how that has taken shape in other media, I continue to feel very passionate about how it can support uh, authors on the book publishing side. That was Jesse Finkelstein. Jesse is the co-founder of Page Two Books. Page Two published Namwewit, We Are All One, a Pathway to Reconciliation by Chief Robert Joseph, which won the 2023 Bill Duthie Booksellers Choice Award. If you would like to find out more about the BC and Yukon Book Prizes, visit our website at bcyukonbookprizes.com. You can also find us on social media on Instagram and Facebook. Thanks for listening to Writing the Coast.